is Tracy Wilson Rossman from Chariot Solutions. I'm here with Steve Butler, and he is uh, KYW News Radio 1060 News and Programming Director. And is I got that correct, right? Correct. All yes. right. So um, we're happy to uh, announce that KYW News Radio has a sponsor for Emerging Technologies for the Enterprise Conference, um, and uh, we are here today to talk about social media and how the news side is actually using social media, one from a way to push news out and one from a way to get news stories. So, right. Steve, if you could talk to that a little bit, I would appreciate well, it. Well, sure. Uh, we, we've been pushing it out for uh, a little bit now, not, not too long. I guess it, uh, probably sometime late last year we started doing that, or middle of last year. Uh, and most of what we're sending out uh, is uh, we're still very... Uh, Try, trying to figure out what we should be sending out. On the one hand, uh, well, what we do currently uh, have going is pretty much anything that gets posted to the website, uh, which is a very, very active website in Philadelphia, is, uh, is pushed out automatically. So basically the headline gets pushed out. And that works pretty well. So if you are following us on Twitter, for instance, you do get a, a not a constant stream, but a, but a pretty frequent update on things that are happening. And as soon as we get them out there, you, know, you, you get it on Twitter, which actually is probably the best way to, you know, catch up with us if you're not actually listening to the radio station. Uh, the other part of it, however, is my other, uh, you know, you sort of have like two people on your shoulder, you have, you know, the, the, the good person, the bad person on your shoulder talking about, you know, arguing about various things. Um, my uh, uh, newsroom administrator, who's kind of my assistant, uh, she... Uh, is 20, I think she just celebrated her 20, and I shouldn't say it out loud. She's in her <laughs> mid-20s. <laughs> I just celebrated her birthday. And um, she always questions, uh, as, a, as a pretty frequent user of Twitter, she, she kind of questions that strategy because she says, I don't need to know about somebody arrested in the rape of a you know 19-year-old in whatever city. Uh, it's kind of not what I use Twitter for. Uh, I use it more for information that I either care about I kind of view it more as a, not so much a gossip medium, but, you know, things like that that are sort of very current and uh, Jesus is happening right now. Right. So one of the things we've been doing, we've been trying to do more of, but it's a tiny bit of a struggle, is to get folks to think more about maybe more inside -y kinds of KOW things. So in other words, uh, you know, we have a report, we've just received a report that something has happened, we've sent this reporter on, to the scene, he should be on the air, you know, okay. shortly. Because one of the problems with all the social media, and quite frankly the web as well, is that at the end of the day, my business is really about selling advertising on, on an AM radio station, an over-the-air AM radio station. So all these things are kind of neat, but until it improves listening uh, or supports listening, it's, you know, I'm not really getting any kind of great credit for it uh, until somebody figures out the great, uh, you know, advertising model for some of these, especially for social media. Right. Online, you know, advertising, there are advertising models out there. Some are good, some are bad. Uh, and we try to deal with that as, a, as an entity that, quite frankly, is accustomed to selling advertising at prices that are sort of higher than normal because we view it as a very engaging radio format. People are actually listening. They're not, they don't have it on as background. Right. How that translates to the web is kind of tough because the web is 
very well, by the very name browsing, it is that. And so do people kind of catch up with the advertising models that we're accustomed to. So, so it's hard. You've been doing a lot of podcasting. Yes, we have. How do you feel that that contributes um, to uh, I think the same way. I mean, I mean, a podcast sort of counts as a page view in our system because it launches in a player. So if you get a podcast that's pretty popular, uh, that can certainly help your traffic. Uh, and the other reason we do it is that it gives us a different uh, layer that we really didn't have before. You know, as an all-news radio station, uh, our, uh, our in-depth stories are about 55 seconds. Uh, so if you have a podcast and you can have more of an interview or more uh, something that brings you to the story a little closer, I think it's valuable for the radio station because it sort of puts us on the same platform or same level as some other media entities that are out there, uh, including NPR, for instance. Right. So we are the largest producer of podcasts in the city. Uh, we do uh, quite a number of them. And it's always interesting uh, to see you know, what's popular, and that's another reason why I like doing them, because they're, they're, it's like a little focus group. Uh, you find out uh, you know, what got downloaded the most, and then you start to sort of you know, raise you know, questions as to, well, that was interesting, that was downloaded, or people listened to this event that was streamed live on the radio in huge numbers, which says to me, oh, I guess I should have put that on the AM radio rather than just on the stream, because a tremendous number of people went to the trouble to go to our website and click on it and listen to it online. There have been a couple of events like that where we sort of, I guess, miscalculated the interest out there. We were able to see it on the web, but we didn't take advantage of it on the radio. So it's a little bit of a test for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and we found out that, you know, so there, there's some areas that we don't really do on the radio uh, that are very popular in the podcast world that we need to do on the radio. So we're, we're out there trying to figure out how to develop some of those areas that obviously people seem to want to click on for, you know, whatever reason. One of the big ones is food. It's hysterical. You put any food podcast up in, it's, it's downloaded in very large numbers. Well, we're a food city, so... I, I guess it's, I don't know, I'm not sure. How to Cook Your Thanksgiving Turkey, always the very big podcast every year. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so it is providing extra value for you, so... Yes. And we also do sell them. I mean, there is, there is that. Uh, it's part of our digital uh, package of assets that we have, and uh, generally with a pre-roll to, to, the, uh, to the podcast. And that's, you know, that's worked out pretty well. And we've also used podcasts in some other ways, too. Uh, if we're doing a, um, a special series of reports, mm -hmm. that, again, adds some uh, value to the online components that we might be selling to an advertiser. Right. And how are you using, now from the reverse side, are you getting stories from social, from trolling social media sites? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think the answer is my younger reporters are definitely doing that, and they're definitely using Facebook to track people down that mm -hmm. need to be tracked down. Uh, and that is definitely happening. In terms of following, uh, to be honest with you, it's hard to know who to follow specifically. Uh, there are certain people who uh, tweet, if you will, uh, some some news that we can sort of rely upon, not to go right on the air, but sort of, you know, as a, as a perhaps legitimate tip that we can go and chase down. Uh, we do follow other media entities that are tweeting. Mm -hmm. uh, we follow um, a couple of individual reporters uh, in the market who tweet. And again, this is all for competitive reasons, really. These are, these are okay. not, you know, folks that uh, might find out something uh, faster than, than we do. And... 
these actually show up in our newsroom uh, system that we use, uh, the same system that, re that collects information from the Associated Press and from other news sources, and it actually comes into that system just like a news story. Mm -hmm. So the editors can see it, and they say, oh, that's interesting. So like that's a story, I don't know about it. Like yeah, we have, we, that's how we actually have it going into okay. our system, is, is Twitter is going in that way. Um, and I guess, you know, from a standpoint of a, of a news watcher, of course, the whole um, use of Twitter in Iran, and also, uh, I guess it was last year, uh, in that uh, the Indian hotel hostage yes. takeover. in Mumbai, yeah. In mm -hmm. Mumbai. Um, you know, do you see that being helpful to you as, as a reporter, or is that just, like, these are one-offs? Oh, um, well, I think uh, th there are definitely new ways that people will communicate with you. Um, you know, one thing that I, I tell public relations people quite a bit is, and, and, and it's interesting that they haven't figured this out yet, actually, is that you can't, there's no such thing as containing a story anymore. A large part of public relations, uh, especially crisis PR in the past, uh, was about trying to, get your, uh, keep a story and presenting it the way you wanted to. Well, all the social media and texting has completely obliterated that possibility. So you basically have to be uh, out there communicating your own story uh, in, in all the ways that you would think you need to communicate it because, you know, the idea... I sat on a panel once at, uh, actually, Columbia, where they were doing a, a mock drill. I'm from sitting next to the mayor of Boston for this. And we were, it was like a, a, a health scare, um, I guess, uh, um, I can't think of the name of the disease, but anyway, that started allegedly in a gymnasium at a high school basketball game. This was all tabletop exercise. And, you know, how's the information getting out? And all these people on the panel were saying, you know, well, we have to make sure we don't communicate this because there'll be panic, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. You forget, it's all over. Everybody in that gym has texted their friend to say, oh, my God, everybody's getting sick in the gym, right. <laughs> so you're done. <laughs> the information's out. It's, you, know, you can't do anything about that anymore. And that's something that I think more organizations don't understand and they need to understand quickly because you know, it gets out. There's no, there are no secrets anymore. Everything gets out very quickly. So I think some of those things that you refer to are very helpful to journalists because we get an inside uh, look at things that we may have, been stonewalled on before. Right, right. Well, we're coming to the end of our time. Do you have any uh, last thoughts? No, I think uh, I, I, uh, there's a lot of concern, obviously, with Twitter, especially about the legitimacy of the information. Um, but, you know, as long as the news organization understands that they need to check this stuff out, uh, I'd like to assume that they do, but sometimes you, you worry about that. Uh, but, you know, I think that it's, it's, a, it's a helpful tool because it's another way that, you know, news organizations can engage their audiences in a, in a productive way for, for both, to be honest with you. Whether it's going to lead to a lot more listening or brand identification from my radio station, I, I think the jury is really still out on that one, and uh, we're, we're still figuring that out. Well, great. Thank you very much for your time. We sure. really appreciate it. No problem.